0: You are now listening to The Grios Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. Hello. I'm sure you heard about the affirmative action case that basically allowed the Supreme Court to legislate from the bench and rule against affirmative action. Or maybe uh, you've heard about the abortion ruling. You know, we don't like to wade into the topic while it's hot in the news because, you know, it's a bunch of bad takes and we want to digest it. But I have been thinking about something that I want y'all to think about. And that's why I want to welcome you to the Griot Daily, the only podcast that'll tell you why we need to take stuff from white people. Yeah, so when you think about the abortion ruling, the Dobbs ruling, when you think about the Students for Fair Action, that case that basically dismantled race-based considerations in higher education except for you know this parts of higher education where we risk our lives like the military institutes when you think about many of the cases that are coming before the Supreme Court I want us to think about what they are for real right so they' are part of a long trend of white people not just asserting their rights but, reversing rights that Black people have already gained. It's an attack, really, because white people want anything that Black people have, right? And when I say white people, I'm talking about statistical majority. 57% of white Americans are against race-based considerations in higher education. So if you're white and you're listening to this, I want to prevent you from saying, well, not me, because, I mean, we know not all white people, because nothing is ever all. But we're talking about white people as a statistical majority. Now, whenever black people have taken a step forward, we've done it by defending our rights. Right? You think about the advances we made with civil rights legislation. That was a defense of our right as equal citizens. When you think about, you know, affirmative action that was defense of our rights to be included in the education system. You know, there's a million examples. Emancipation was a defense of our rights to be free. We defended our rights. You know, the abolition movement was saying that slavery and owning human beings was immoral at best and inhumane at worst. But there is an opposite, right? What white people did is not just try to oppose our defense of our rights. They wanted what we had. So after emancipation, for instance, The 14th Amendment granted us full citizenship and equal protection under the law. And white people, after we made that advancement, white people specifically went after it. The national terrorist campaign that we call Reconstruction was not in defense of white people's supremacy, I guess. I don't know. But it was an explicit action nationwide, a war, to take back black people's freedom, whether by disenfranchising them in statewide constitutions whether it was through terrorism like KKK and the White Citizens Council, whether it was with voting rights and grandfather clauses and poll taxes and literacy tests at the poll, they didn't defend their right to vote. What they did is explicitly try to push back black people's rights. Or think about the civil rights movement. The civil rights movement was our defense of our rights. And then after, for instance, Brown versus Board of Education was ruled on by the Supreme Court, was supposed to desegregate education, white people created Segregation Academy. They first tried to get states to fund these academies, these whites-only schools. They specifically wanted to steal our tax money. When we fought against lynching, the effort to create a national lynching legislation was not just a defense of black people's right to live. It was a defense of our humanity. And white people said, now we want their lives too. They opposed lynching legislation, not because black people were doing something that they deserve to die for. White people just wanted to kill us. When you think about affirmative action specifically, even the schools that were included in that, that affirmative action decision, right? Harvard. Harvard ain't Majority black. The people who were kept out of Harvard are kept out by legacy admissions, which are 75 percent white. You know, I've interviewed a person who did the study that showed that 42 percent of the white people at Harvard got in through a form of white affirmative action. It's called ALDC, where athletic scholarships, legacies, dings, exceptions and the child or children of employees are accepted into the school. They don't have to qualify. The black people do. Right. And even though white people think that affirmative action like sets a lower standard. No, it just takes into account that America has constructed an education system that gives black people, you know, 60 percent of black people attend majority black schools. Those schools are on average underfunded by about one thousand two hundred and sixty six dollars per black per student versus white students. Even the richest, wealthiest 10 percent of black children attend schools that are worse than the poorest white students. So if you factor in navigating a system that is specifically built against you when you consider someone for admission, that ain't giving away white people spots who earned it. White people didn't earn those spots. 42% of them got in through a loophole and the rest of them usually navigated a system that was constructed to give them a better education than most black children in America literally most, two out of every three black children specifically. So knowing that, then what are we supposed to do about it? Well, we have been defending these rights, but when you defend those rights, you leave it up to white people, right? White people are the majority of it, of state legislators. They are the majority of the federal legislators. They are the 46 out of 47 presidents. They are the majority of the CEO of Fortune 500 companies, boards, school presidents, banking institutions. So when we defend our rights, what we're defending them against is white people coming to take them again. But that defense is adjudicated by white people. And I think that a more successful strategy would be to take white people's stuff. Like all that stuff they took from us. We got to stop defending what we have or what we're supposed to have and go take that stuff. Those schools like the University of North Carolina, black people are 22 percent of the population. Black people are not 22 percent of the population at the University of North Carolina. So they're taking black people's money and giving it to white people. We need to go take our money back. When you think about banking institutions, right, like those banking institutions exist because Black people pay taxes, which, you know, helps the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, which, you know, insures deposits of all of those institutions, right? It's not necessarily through tax money, but we created and we voted for and we put our money into those institutions that fund the FDIC, which allows banks to give money to white people on much higher levels, right? And When you think about policing. When we defend ourselves and our rights to be free, to not be illegally searched, to not be shot in the face by police, to not be victims of police brutality, the opposite side does not argue against blocking up criminals. They argue in support of the police's right to kill us without consequence. That is the opposition to police reform, not that police shouldn't be held accountable, but that police shouldn't even have to worry about us objecting to them shooting us in the face. Because if they didn't want them to shoot us in the face, they could make laws, they would convict them. They would say, hey, let's hold them accountable in this reform. And so I think it's time for us to start taking back the stuff. We need to take back those seats at the colleges that we fund on the boards that are disproportionately white, the deans, the professors, the people who make decisions, we have to take back those positions and say, hey, we want that. Like you built up a system where your leadership is majority and disproportionately white. We want your stuff because it's ours. We got to go take back those admissions policies, not the affirmative action stuff. We want the legacy admissions too. We want the dean's exceptions too. Like if you get a college and you only or disproportionately hire white people and then you say, hey, you get your children get an exception to admission, then that is a white's policy. That is a racial policy, right? That favors white people. Legacy admissions is a racial policy that favors white people. And I know we like to think of like athletics as football and basketball teams, but no, most of the people who get athletic scholarships are white. Like 85 percent of the people who are being recruited right now by Harvard, all white. 75% of the 2023 class that will receive a scholarship to Harvard, an athletic scholarship, are white. They have a white-only athletic policy, and even nationwide, 70% of the people who get NCAA scholarships are white. Like, we basically get football, track, and basketball, and that's it. But it's a bunch of white people who get track scholarships, too a bunch of white people who get football scholarships too. We have to confront the NCAA because the revenue generating sports that fund the NCAA are produced by black people. The football, the NCAA tournament, because those there are some white teams, but they're making it to the point of the NCAA tournament that generates revenue, right? Even the track and field right? You can have the hammer throw, but the NCAA parts of the track and field that generates revenue is the stuff that Black people make popular, sprinting, hurdles, short distances, middle distances, and we generate the revenue for the NCAA, and we should go back and take our scholarships that we produced, right? The same thing is true with, you know, education, right? If a school doesn't have a representative student body that Funds it, then it shouldn't receive Pell Grants. We should get that money. They shouldn't receive federal student loan guarantees if they can't guarantee the education of the citizens who fund them. We should go back and take that. All of that stuff is ours. And instead of defending what we do have and defending, our rights to have stuff, we got to go take back stuff that white people have taken from us because that's what they do. That's what the affirmative action ruling was. Like we had affirmative action for 50 years and they say, nah, we're going to take it back. That's what the abortion ruling was. They took back the right for a woman to choose what she could do with her body. That's what gerrymandering is, right? Like they say, hey, this state has a certain percentage of black people. So we're going to draw maps that take back the representation of that percentage of the population and give it to white people. And that's why we need to take it back. That's why we need to subscribe to this podcast. That's why you got to tell your friends about it. That's why you also got to download the Grio app because, you know, we need to take back streaming. And that's also why we leave you with a black saying. And today's black saying is, revenge is a dish best served cold and ain't nothing colder than a white man. We'll see you later on the Griot Daily. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review, download the Griot app, subscribe to the show, and to share it with everyone you know. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to podcast at thegrio.com. You are now listening to the Griot's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. I'm Tore. Join us for crazy true stories about stars who I really hung out with, like Snoop, Jay Z, Prince, Kanye, and the time I got kidnapped by Suge Knight. Don't miss my animated series Star Stories with Tore from the Griot Black Podcast Network.